Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. And on this episode, we've got something a little different installed for you. Um, we're here with one of our sponsors, our first sponsor. Uh, yeah, M Squared Fitness M-squared, out of Redmond, Washington. M Squared Fitness with our, our friend and uh, trainer, uh, Benji Meter. Yeah, he's a local car guy and a local butt kicker at his uh, <laughs> brand new uh, gym facility in Redmond. Um, you know, Dan has been working out with Benji a little bit longer than I have, and I'm very weary because, as you know, I've been in the gym industry. I worked in the gym industry for like 10 years back in Spokane. And uh, because of my spine issues, I got a C6, C7 fusion. I'm really weary of the people that I work out with. I sometimes don't even want to work out with myself, and that shows with how round I've become. But, um, you know, Dan asked me to sit down and do an a initial session with uh, Benji, and Benji really listened and, and understood what my problems were because he too has some back issues, and, and we brought that up. And so I felt really comfortable starting to train with him and have uh, really seen some positive gains from it since. Yeah, and I've always been kind of a, a roller coaster when it comes to my workouts and my weight. And as I got older, that that peak became higher and that low didn't get as low. And so I wanted to get ahead of it before I got even older and it was a permanent thing for me. It's um, easy to put on, it's hard to take off. It's And it gets, it's getting harder as I'm getting older. Um, but what I wanted to bring out more than all, more than any of that, even with our sponsor, is that we're doing things differently here, and I want to get that straight from the beginning on the show. I listen to podcasts every single day on my way to work, on my way to and from work. I listen to all the usual popular ones, and the ads come across as the same. It's uh, I'm being sold something that those guys probably don't even care about, but they're paying the bills, and I get why they do it. I understand it, but that's not what I want to be. Some of them have never even tried it. It's like, right? I mean, you know, I've listened to many of the, the like you, like just like you, car podcasts and everything else, and you know, uh, a lot of people I sit there and I go, "Have you even ever tried the oil that you're pushing?" Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. But you know, we really want to focus on local car community, and Benji's a big car guy, but we also want to local uh, focus on local businesses that are good for their our customers. Right. And that's one thing we'll never do. I will never put a commercial on this podcast that I'm not using personally myself, whether they're paying me or not. Um, the me ol- either. The, the only other sponsor I have is for my Instagram. It's uh, Amex Gloves. They're not a paid sponsor on this podcast, but I got them as a sponsorship because I'd been using them for years and I kept telling my friends on Instagram, you guys need to use these. They weren't paying me to do that. It was because I'd found a better product. Um, in this instance, I have found a better way to train. Period. And I have, like I said, I've been that roller coaster guy. I've tried the uh, the popular cult classic here. I'm not going to mention my name because I'll probably get sued by them. Um, your fancy gyms, your this is the best I can afford gym. And I'll go for weeks and I'll go for days and then I'll just give up on my own because I don't have that kind of motivation on my own. I well, usually Benji, hurt myself Benji first. does a real good job of connecting with his clients. I mean... Above all, you know, we're friends with Benji first, but, you know, he is our trainer and he's very good at separating that line and making us pay. But I mean, I never walk out of there going, I never want to come back here again. No. In fact, that's, that's been the biggest difference is I feel like I'm finally working through the things that I couldn't do on my own or that people, other trainers or clubs are pushing me too hard on. And then I'd be too sore for three or four days and I couldn't come back. Not that I didn't even want to, is I couldn't. I could barely move or walk up the stairs. Now I'm equal sore head to toe in a good way. And I look forward to it. Well, and on a positive note, like we've always said that weight reduction while driving helps. And so <laughs> technically we're helping our driving by losing weight. Well, what's funny is it's, you know, the downside of dancedrives.com and the multi-day drives that I do is I've literally driven 10, 12 hours a day. Uh, when we did our Monterey trip, I drove straight back from Monterey. One, one time shot, I only got out of the car to get gas and food, usually at the same time. And I was done. But it was 13 hours a day straight. Now... I know that sounds like a living hell to most people. I actually had a really great time doing that drive. 
But the older you get and the heavier you get, one, you don't fit in your seats as well, and it takes much harder toll on your body. Um, and if and you don't that fit in a lot of things well, but you know it's funny, and that is nothing to the pain you'll feel after a track day. The, oh God, in yeah. your shoulders and your legs and your arms. Like if you've done a hard track day, and I, I'm not talking autocross where it's short sessions and you can get through it. I'm talking like actual road race track days. That will beat the crap out of you. And if you look at any professional drivers, riders, anybody, they are super, super fit, especially Formula One. I doubt there's anybody in better shape in the world than Formula One drivers when it comes to athletes. I get the biggest kick out of I've watched some I've watched some videos and read some articles of people going, well, people that race cars aren't athletes. <laughs> they're not. I'm going. I mean, like you were bringing up Formula One, even the NASCAR guys. You oh yeah. And you go. I mean, that takes a lot when you're when you're struggling with a car doing 200 miles an hour and no no traction control and I mean that's a lot. But mentally um, exhausted and then you go into the physical physical exhaustion of trying to control a car at those speeds. Yeah. I know the mental and physical exhaustion and working out with Benji, but I feel good about it. (laughs) So um, why don't you say we'll take a little break here and we'll come back and we'll uh, talk to Benji. Like I said, he's a great car guy and a great personal trainer. And we're back and we've got Benji with us. And now we're going to get back to what we're good at. Let's talk about some cars. Heck yeah. So right now, uh, Benji's a man after my own heart and has a gorgeous C7 uh, Corvette Grand Sport, which, uh, as I mentioned... Well, um, technically... Benji and Ingus. I'm no. just get that <laughs> <laughs> Got myself in trouble this Saturday, so I just want to make that very clear. Community property state. <laughs> so, Benji, welcome. Thanks, Thanks for coming in. You know, Thanks for having me, guys. Um, and ironically, Dan and I are really good at doing this podcast today because that's about the only piece of body that works real well because you kind of beat the crap out of us yesterday. But we appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I try. That's what I, I do. Know, I know you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so we're clear, he is sitting here wearing a shirt that says Jim Reaper. <laughs> Which I absolutely love. It's just so accurate. So give us a little bit of background on you as far as, you know, why you like the cars, why you're in the Northwest. I mean, give, give, give our listeners a little bit of who you are. Yeah, you're local. Yeah, yeah, I'm local. Yeah, born and raised uh, Mercer Island, lived on the east side basically my whole life. Um, got into the car community because uh, I grew up in a Corvette family. You know, all my first memories are riding around in my dad's 67 vet around Mercer Island. So that kind of set the uh, the tone for my car you know, interest. Yeah, and when I first met you, you had the Cadillac. Not a Cadillac, the Cadillac. Let's be clear. <laughs> you both keep saying that, the Cadillac. Like, there's not 24 million Cadillacs out here. What made this Cadillac so special? Your grandpa wouldn't drive it. My grandpa would drive anything, but I mean, <laughs> well, tell me about that. Like, truly, true. as much as I've known, as long as I've known Benji and has have beat the crap out of me and and Benji and I have a really funny relationship because we like to beat on each other and he's physically doing it now um, and I think it makes him feel better you talk about this Cadillac what was this Cadillac so it it definitely looked like your grandpa's Cadillac right okay. four-door pearl white everything looks stock except I put in basically the Lingenfelter 800 horsepower kit into the car so it was making about 640 at the wheels um, and this it, was a CT- CTSV. 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 Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. 2010. Um, and it would definitely scare you, I'm for sure. sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Not your grandpa's Cadillac. Totally. <laughs> Sounded amazing. Absolutely one of the best sounding Cadillacs I've ever heard. And we actually have a pretty good CTSV community up here. One of the other weird Northwest things. I know. I know four people with CTSV wagons, which I think is one which of the is coolest awesome. cars out there. I mean, yep. you you got me onto that car when we were watching. What is their favorite movie? 
Oh, um, hit and run. Hit and run. With and Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard's got that red CTSV. I'm not sure if it's a stick, but it, it's still. Yeah, Bradley Cooper was driving it, but it Bradley was his Cooper. own car. Yeah. yeah. Awesome car. But, uh, but, you know, Benji, you've talked about this car, and you that was the car you owned before your new vet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in all honesty, if I would have bought the Cadillac in a manual, I probably would still own it. But, you know, that much horsepower and automatic gets, you know, as ridiculous as it is to say it, it gets boring. Yeah. You know, having a fraction of the horsepower in the Grand Sport, but having it be in a manual, it, it's so much more fun. Yep. And it's funny. I mentioned it humbly on our first podcast. If I was doing it right, uh, I probably would have got a Grand Sport doing it over again. Don't get me wrong. And Nick, Nick and I just had this conversation the other day, but... There is there's something to be said for third gear burnouts while going onto the highway, but at the same time. But you'd never do that, Dan. No, I would never do that. Okay. See, that's the joy of the Grand Sport is it's all usable 100 percent of the time, and that's why if you've ever seen any of the reviews online for Motor Trend or anything, they're all saying the same thing. And this is one of the few times I'll even agree with them. I hate online reviews; I think they're garbage, but they're right in this case. The Grand Sport is probably the best bang for the buck of any car on the entire market. Well, not only is it the best bang for the buck, and I hate to get cosmetic, but Benji got the ultimate Grand Sport in my mind. Like it's he's yeah. got that. Well, it's it's like a lighter gray, and he's got that awesome blue interior. Well, it's the anniversary edition, right? It's, it's, anniversary it's, edition. it's Sorry, a yeah, anniversary. special edition. It's called the Watkins Glen edition. God, yeah. it's gorgeous, and, the, and I love those little blue stripes over the front uh, left uh, fenders. It's an absolutely gorgeous car. I actually had the uh, opportunity to drive it on Saturday, and really enjoyed it for the three blocks that I was able to drive it. Even though it was really cold, <laughs> but it was a great car, um, and it always seems to attract a lot of attention wherever it goes. I've noticed even when I was parking out in front of. Benji's gym in Redmond or parking it at, at Exotics one weekend, it, 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 people really like that car. Yeah, people love that car. Anytime it goes out, they realize that car is something special just from the colors from the Watkins Glen edition. Um, what got you to the Grand Sport, though? Just, I mean, I know it's a manual, but not the zero, not, you didn't go with my Z06, you didn't go with the base, what? Yeah, I mean, having come from a supercharged car, uh, I I figured I wanted to go naturally aspirated for my next car, and then honestly, it came from you. You know, I was discussing whether to go Stingray, um, Grand expen- Sport, Z06. Going Dan. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true, but he could have easily said the Z06 because he has one. But I respect yeah. his opinion, and he mentioned that if he had to do it over again, he would probably go Grand Sport, which means a lot to me. So you know, I took his word for uh, what it is, and. I pulled the trigger. <laughs> Boy, did you end up with an awesome, awesome car, I'll tell you. I mean, I, I, we've always joked about the Corvette show, and we even talked about it. We went to that interesting Corvette meetup in uh, Monroe. Monroe, and it, I mean, there is a certain lifestyle that I will say that revolves around some of the Corvette in the, in the older generation. Thank and, God it's changing. <laughs> and, but it is. But like, the, you two are an example of how it is changing, the fact that the Corvette has always been an, an, an icon of the United States and, yeah. and the world, but I love the fact that the Grand Sport and the Z06 now are taking on cars that are three, four times their price, and they're beating them, and they're more comfortable, and they're drivable, and they're great cars. And I laugh because we're sitting here in the studio, and up on the TV is a beautiful picture of Dan's car, so we, you know, keeps reminding me how much, uh, <laughs> what a great car it is. But, um, Benji, so you had the, you had the Cadillac, uh, and you now have the Z06, um, and I think... GS, not Z06. I'm sorry. I apologize. 
Grand Sport. It happens. I'm just slapping Nick over exactly. here. Don't worry about exactly. it. <laughs> hey, it's, I mean, we're, we're, well, you have to understand that they're, they're training me. I was ultimately almost saying Benji's business name wrong. But um, I'm, I'm over that now because he threatened us in the fact that if we say it wrong in this, he's going to punish us on Friday. So that's um, <laughs> we're getting it right. So uh, msquaredfitness.com. <laughs> msquared-fitness.com. <laughs> Get that in there. But, don't forget um, the dash. Yeah, don't forget the dash. Uh, Give me a little bit more background on you. So I guess you grew up in Mercer Island. I mean, have you always been a petrohead? Thing like things like that. Oh, for sure. From from day one, I you know I always knew my long term game plan was to own a Corvette at some point. I didn't plan on owning one this early. It wasn't necessarily the right time. Did you grow up with Corvettes? You said earlier. Yes. You came up with yeah. Corvette correct. Family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So grew up with '67, uh, and then my dad still currently has a '99 with like. 25,000 miles on it. Early C5. That he's actually going to be C5. selling in wow. Arizona. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think he's finally done with it. He's getting old enough that getting out of that car is becoming tricky. Okay. I mean, I feel like I'm 80 years old when I get out of mine. <laughs> well, it's just time for him to get a CTSV then. <laughs> I actually totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, you grew up in a Corvette family, so it's kind of history. But um, I think it's kind of neat the fact that you've always planned to have one. I mean, even if it happened now or not later, which is good for you. Um, that that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but uh, why is it the wrong time? How did this work out? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, that's a really good point. I, I would. Yeah. How did you even? <laughs> um, Benji's a magician. Uh, he pulled a, in the ultimate rabbit out of the hat. So I'm going to let you tell the lovely people of our podcast why it was such a weird time for you to get a Corvette. So. First off, people would think, okay, you just open up a new business. Don't go buy something expensive. That doesn't make sense. Okay, so that actually is not really the reason. <laughs> it's more the fact that my wife, who is six months pregnant, actually allowed me to go from a four-door <laughs> to a two-door, which was very surprising. And it, when it came to actually purchasing the car, I literally put it into her plate. I said, you have to make this judgment call. Oh, you had, I like, you had a not, choice. You put it into I, her plate? Well... You get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't I couldn't make a rational decision. So if she wasn't in for it, I was walking away from the car. Yep. Um, to my surprise, she wanted it just as bad as I did. So it worked out. That's a keeper, man. Honestly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. I'm not really sure how you did that. We <laughs> you need to clone that beautiful woman. Uh, you know, exactly. And her attitude. So God bless her. God bless her. And her Corvette. Uh, <laughs> so. Okay, so you grew up in a Corvette family. You, you, you've stuck around here growing up. Yep. I mean, you didn't really leave the area. Yep. But and 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 you've uh, have you always been into the car community around here? Have you been a big supporter of it, or have you been? Well, sort of a- I mean, outside of going to car shows, mm-hmm. that's about all I would do. I, you know, I, I'm not like you guys. I've never volunteered my time at different organizations, which, you know, as I'm getting further into life and having my schedule open up a bit is something I could definitely see myself doing in the future. But uh, to date, yeah, it's more um, car shows, motorcycle shows, stuff like that. Yeah, so you're a rider too. Yeah, so it, yeah. You've had two Harleys now, right? No, 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 no. So, so I had right. I had a, um, ninja. a Ninja. So a ZX-6R was my first motorcycle outside of like dirt bikes. Yeah. So that was my first street bike. Now, uh, that's an important caveat here, guys. As someone who's been in the motorcycle industry, if you haven't ridden a bunch of dirt your whole life, don't go get on a super sport bike and expect the good things to happen. 100% agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, else, you're you're going to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah different topic for different show, yeah, but so, I'm always going to throw that one out. Uh, yeah, so the Ninja was my first bike. Uh, I really loved it. 
but to be honest, you know, I'm I'm not a small guy, so trying to fit my six four body onto any type of sports bike was it just got a little bit much. You, I mean, you couldn't ride that thing much past Snoqualmie without your back hurting. <laughs> we had a saying in the industry: <laughs> "Looks like a monkey humping a football." <laughs> 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 so okay, so you're you're a sport bike guy, you're you're a car guy, but obviously, guy. huh? Car well, cruiser guy. Now. Currently cruiser a cruiser guy. guy. Cruiser yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Now, now I have a fully built um, uh, Harley Davidson Street Glide. Basically, redid the entire bike when I bought it brand new. Um, and it's a gorgeous bike. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great bike. Um, <laughs> I probably won't ever get rid of it. Uh, nobody will blame you. Yeah. So, uh, give me a little bit of background into, you know, your physical fitness background and the fact that, I mean, that's one of the reasons Dan and I know you, and obviously M Squared Fitness is a, is a, a supporter of, of Rain City Supercars, and we're a supporter of yours. Um, give us a little bit of background on that. Yeah, so, you know, I grew up, I wasn't actually a gym rat growing up. I was an endurance sport athlete, right? So, I grew up, you know... BMX racing, then moved into mountain bikes, and you know, as you get older, you stop wanting to take as many chances. So I was talked into finally doing road cycling, and um, you know, I I hear that's safer. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, by far. I mean, it was the most enjoyable sport I've ever been in. I, you know, there's something to be said about being in a pack of 50 riders, 60 riders, you're all two to three inches off of each other and you're you're sprinting at 50 miles an hour. Yeah. So, you know, as ridiculous as we all look in our spandex and, <laughs> you know, no. it, it's there. It's a lot For of the fun. record, Nick and I would look a lot more ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd need a lot more spandex. So, uh, <laughs> cover pieces, yeah. So, so the cycling's kind of what got me into the fitness world, right? Um, outside of high school, um, I had my first back injury, um, which landed me with, you know, a minor surgery, nothing horribly crazy. And, and when I was rehabbing from that, um, I had to start spending some time in a gym after I got out of PT. Yeah. And so as I'm working out at uh, with my dad, um, I soon realized that, hey, I kind of enjoy being in a gym. I could see myself actually doing this because to date, you know, I wasn't, I had no idea what I was going to want to do. Yeah. I knew I didn't, didn't want to sit behind a desk all day. So, you know, I had to find something that was going to work for me. Um, We're just flipping Benji off. <laughs> well, technically we stand behind a desk, but don't worry, Benji. <laughs> um, so after that uh, first injury, I, you know, I, I went and uh, got my exercise science degree. I went and got nationally certified and then became a trainer in Bellevue. Um, and, you know, basically I worked for this gym for almost 10 years until I finally got to a point where I was capable of opening up my own thing and doing it the way I wanted to do. Yeah. So now you, uh, we talked about it briefly earlier with Nick. Um, Nick's had some back injuries. You had a back injury. I understand you were in a pretty bad accident. Yeah. We'll just talk about that briefly. So, so I had my, what I would call my minor injury surgery after high school and and I was completely fine after that I was you know racing on my bike I was doing 
Um, Iron Man's, you know, I was pushing it, but I was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it wasn't until 2010, um, I was coming home from from a team ride, and I had an encounter with a car head on, Car one, um, <laughs> and that left me with you know four more surgeries and a spinal cord stimulator implanted and um, you know all. I'm I, I feel like I'm doing well for the amount of trauma that I've taken, um, but I'll never be a hundred percent ever again. Well, you walk pretty normal. In your yeah, you, you know, you know, and that was one of the things after the surgeries, um, the doctors literally you know had to put everything on paper and said i i was going to be partially permanently disabled for the rest of my life probably wouldn't walk normal i had pretty bad drop foot just from nerve damage right um but i knew you know just because it's what the doctors are saying that doesn't mean you know it's a death sentence you're you know i i had i knew enough about the body at that point to realize okay you can kind of wake up those neural pathways again and get muscles firing and it's not a fun process um, you know, was, it, for me at the time, even though I had the education in the background, it was a lot of guess and check. I'd try something new and see how my body responded. And then I would just move from there. And, you know, so I literally started with absolutely nothing and gotten to the point where I can virtually do everything now, um, within reason, you know, I, I can't be in a competitive situation so I find myself working out by myself more than with friends just because the second I try to match a weight or start ego lifting is what I call it um you know all it takes is one bad rep and (laughs) all it takes is one bad rep and I am in a world of hurt so well you I mean you have made an incredible recovery and I'm I'm glad to see that like you said I mean you know the body is an incredible machine and how it recovers I mean even even though I have minor, I had minor spine issues compared to yours. It's like watching my body heal from what doctors said would, would happen and what, what has happened. And you know, you and I have talked about it. My num certain numbness in yeah. the f- hands and fingers, and you're going ah. And you look at me, and go, that'll come back eventually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so. Well, this is a good thing to point out, though, is that uh, we had hunted uh, Benji down when it came for looking for sponsors. We've done that. We have other sponsors we're approaching too, but um, we're doing it on our own terms because it's people that we believe in and we know can make a difference. They're not. Well, they There's, have made a difference. Yeah, they have. I mean, incredibly. They've yeah, already so. made a huge difference in my life. Uh, as anybody who's known me since I started working out with Benji, I'm actually down about almost 20 pounds now, and I have way more endurance. Which, in a, I'm not as thin as I've ever been. Obviously, as I've gotten older, but I am definitely in making the most progress at the fastest pace I ever have before. Um, and one of the things I want to bring up about working with Benji is it's. There's a lot of trainers around here. They are everywhere. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of them who have had to deal with real issues. Yeah. There, I, I know a lot of very privileged trainers over well, my years of working up. Where there's they're a like, lot of people that have passed the test but necessarily shouldn't be training people. I right. Think, so. And it's like uh, I broke my tibia and fibia in half uh, riding my motorcycle when I was younger. So I have like a mountain of scar tissue in my left knee. And I just Benji helps me work through it. We work around it. And it's that's why I can recommend him to my friends is I don't have to there's there's none of me selling anything. It's just like no, this is the guy you need to go talk to. Like he understands how to work with injuries from firsthand experience. He knows how to recover from firsthand experience. He works with us, and we can he tell knows you how to hurt people firsthand experience, <laughs> <laughs> but not permanently in, in a good way. In a good way. It's pain that helps you feel better. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So. 
But anyway, we're back to it being a car show. So let's go back to that again real quick because I still want to talk more about Corvettes. Not that I'm biased at all. <laughs> Corvette bias? No. Hey, Nick, what color are you getting? I want to get a black one. <laughs> He's not kidding. I, you know, and then I just have to convince our really good friend with the Vader plate to give it up. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, you're already planning mods, though. I've already done uh, mid-pipe and intake, and uh, as soon as my warrant is up, it'll be Benji, not me. No, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, oh, we're, I'm oh, not. We're going to definitely. He, why you keep shaking your head? No, yes, because no. <laughs> it's our car. Oh, Nick. good, it's good. Our yeah. car. Oh, yeah, yeah. You mean your lovely, you and your lovely wife? Not. It has nothing to do with me. We don't want to make that mistake. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I you, you. I will say this, Dan. I I was never really a Corvette fan. I was never really a fan of the look of the Corvettes. But the minute, I mean. Your, yours and Benji's, it, I just fall in love with them. I really do. And it's like, I sit there and I go, boy, I really like that. And, I, you know, you, you talk about the spec on your car. And, I mean, I love Benji's spec. I always have. Although I, as much as I'm a clean person, I look at those blue seats and go, I wonder how long it would take before I killed those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what you like, do. Even when I picked up his car, I was, like, trying to float in the seat. Like, okay, I don't want to rub anything. I don't... <laughs> Well, that's why we uh, you went to APC. Our Absolutely. APC, yeah. APC uh, took care of interior and exterior. Yeah, they, they're, they're really good guys. They've, they've guys. done work on all of our cars. So. Yeah, not a sponsor yet, APC. Hey, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> yeah, so that's another thing we were talking about in our last episode is winter protection. Uh, he's got You've got full clear guard on the front, the roof, the quarter panels, same as I did, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ceramic Pro on the interior and on the wheels, too, Correct, right? yeah. yes. Which makes everything a whole lot easier to clean. Yeah, um, I just figured you'd just do it all right off the bat. You know, the car, I took possession of the car with five miles on it. Might as well just put the money up, get it taken care of, and not worry about it. You haven't put many miles on that car. There's only, what, 1,500 or 1,100? How many? 1,200. 1,200 miles on there, yeah. Wow. It's only had the like, car for a few miles. Come no, on. No, I know, but... Sounds like he just started a new business. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. All the free time he's got. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. He has, he has several babies and one on the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. True story. What do you think you're going to get for your next car? You've been talking about it. Well, I mean... I'll put you on the spot. Well, Inga's the next car, really. I mean, she's... So her car. Yeah. So the car she will be driving. That's yes. going to be, we're, we're leaning towards the Porsche Cayenne. Um, awesome. But car. We, we did just go look. I You know, I might get this wrong. There's so many new models of Mercedes SUVs, and they've switched all the names oh. and stuff. But GLK, I think, ML. See, there we go. I don't so know. I think it was, we went and looked at the GLE, I think the Coupe. Now, because there's two different styles of the GLEs. Is so the, the one little, with the slope back. The slope back. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, we went and looked at that one. She, you know, she really likes the styling of it. She currently has an ML350. Yeah. So she wanted something a little bit more sporty. I was just worried, once again, me being a tall guy, okay, am I going to fit in that car? It, you know, it's, it's kind of short on both the front and the back of the car. And then does it have enough, you know, trunk space and all that kind of stuff? You know who has an awesome one of those is our friend Blake. At Northwest Auto Salon, oh, that does. GLA, it's a GLA a- AMG. I believe so. It, yeah, so, and it's got oversized tires on it, and it's... He's done a really good... Oh, he, man, all his cars are fantastic. But you're, talk, you're talking about the GLA or GLE? I believe it was a so GLE, and see, this is a problem. <laughs> is there's so like, many oh of them. Gosh. I could be uh, completely wrong, even though we just well, went and sat in it two know, weeks ago. Dan and I have talked about this problem. Like, when, when all of us here grew up, in, in the 80s and things like that. BMW had a 3 Series, a 5 Series, a 7 Series. Mercedes had a C, an E, and an S. Hey, and which motor does the 325 have in it? 
uh, 2.5 liter in line 6. six. Which of the 318 have it? A 1.8 liter in line 4. Well, guess which motor's in a 228 and a 230? 1.8 liter? The same damn in line 4 with a bigger number so that people can sell it easier. It's the same motor. There's no difference from the car. The numbers don't mean anything anymore. They, they pipe in fake sound. I... I, oh, don't even get me started on the fake that sound thing. <laughs> I had a, an infamous week where I had to spend, well, not a week, a day where I had to spend, and we talked about this inside an I-8, which is, <laughs> don't get me started. But back to the point, like, Mercedes is doing the same thing. Like, it's like, there are so many models. It's like, and I feel like I drive down the street and I go, oh, they put one extra window in that and they put another E on the end. Or they, it's a GLK, GLE, ML this, and going, I can't keep up with it. Like, and I, I wonder who is buying, even in this market, a, a, a market that has the financial to do these cars and buy these cars. Who's buying these cars? Like, there's so many models. Like, did you actually go into the dealership? Or We did. Okay. We, we went to the dealership. Um, we went online, but even looking at them online, uh, they all kind of look the same. Yeah. So I, I literally I had to just go see it. And, and uh, you know, for me, I always have to sit in the car. Oh, yeah. Number one, for height reasons. And then number two, I you know, I as lame as it is, if, if a seat, whether it's, Driver or passenger doesn't work with my back, I can't get that car. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we ran into this too. Like, and I, I get this with these SUVs, and and uh, I had the opportunity to to view the Bentley Bottega when it first came out. Ah, and the Rebus Q7. Pretty. Rebus Q7. And I remember there were a bunch of athletes there, and nobody could get in the back seat because <laughs> yeah. and, and this big ass remember that Bentley, yeah. and I'm going and and like. Like the the GLE with that slant roof, I used to think. I remember when they when BMW came out with that X6 version. Like it was like, look, it's taking on the X6, and you get in the back and there's no headroom. And I'm going, wait a minute, like this is where most people are going to be sitting, their passengers. And like you said, it has to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. That was one of the reasons. Like when 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 my company and my family we bought that Ghibli, it was like mom would go with us. It had to be comfortable. A car has to be comfortable, and, and you and you know. It takes a lot to find that comfortable seat in that comfortable position, and you know you're not going to always be driving. You're absolutely right about that. You know I haven't driven the new Cayenne yet. I've driven a lot of Cayennes, but I had a chance to drive. Uh, a jo- my buddy Josh has a Macan Turbo yeah. with every single option under the sun, and I have to say, and I never thought I would, that is one of the best driving cars I have ever driven, especially for here. That thing had so much grip, and it cornered like it was on rails, which. Who says that about an SUV? Mm-hmm. And if you haven't driven one, I will challenge anybody. Go drive one and tell me you don't like it. Because I was like, oh, this is awesome. It was like being in a 911 Turbo, but I didn't have to worry about what I ran over. <laughs> <laughs> I could take a curb. Exactly. It was like, oh, it's a driveway. Oh, well. <laughs> and it's absolutely like for the Northwest, the, the amount of grip those cars have, the amount of room they have, and the amount of power and acceleration they have and handling they have, like that – in much to Porsche's credit and Germany's credit in general, because German cars drive great. I'm not a fan outside of, like, BMW, I'm not a fan of them outside of the M2, really. Um, and, and the M4, I love the M4. But. Yeah, and the M4, I guess, now. But they're just, they've gotten too big, in my opinion, and but not reliable enough. Going back to Benji's needs, like, so you got, you guys have the ML right now, and you've got the VET, right? Yep. Okay. And, and I also truck. I also have Oh, you have a truck. Uh, okay, a, I was going to yeah, ask GMC. Gonna like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you Canyon. doing during the winter with the <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> my daily driver is a 10-year-old GMC Canyon. Yep, but it works. It, it, I love that truck. Yeah. Hey, that's the way to go, man. I've been that's why I've got my old my old beater, man. I love like, <laughs> you guys were laughing as you came parking in the parking garages around here on campus. I'm like, I love that thing. I have these giant rock sliders on the side. They don't stick out that far. 
But if anybody is stupid enough to try and door ding me, they're going to like put a four inch dent in the side of their door. I love how you call that like your beat around car, but that car is probably going to have more things in it. I think you even said this. That's going to have more money in it than the van. Oh, like by your, far. Your, your slightly off-road vehicle, so, <laughs> which I absolutely love. Great car. Great it car. needed a $2,000 bumper, Nick. Well, you do need a bumper like that, Dan, for, you know, QFC parking lots. Of course. <laughs> I can't wait till your truck is done, but that's just me. I think I, I really enjoy our, our mountain adventures. It's like Grizzly Adams, but modern day. I like how you said done, like it's ever going to be done. <laughs> All right, speaking of done, let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute after a word from our sponsor. This part of Rain City Supercars brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness for personalized performance. Check out M Squared Fitness at m2-fitness.com or on Facebook or on Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. And be sure to mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free. But remember, you've got to mention Rain City Supercars to get your first visit free. All right, we're back. Um, so let's circle this back real quick before we close out. Uh, Benji, you're not a one-man show. Uh, you can't do... The hours you do as one person, that would be way too taxing on anybody. So you've got uh, an awesome trainer there that I've worked with a couple times, and that's Ricky. Absolutely. She sounds intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's by far one of the best trainers I've ever had the chance to work with. Um, I Before I opened up this gym, we actually worked at the same gym beforehand. So I've... I've known her and worked with her for probably give or take six years. Awesome. Yeah, she is really professional. She's great to work with. Uh, every time I've been there, I get – it's nice to have a mix-up now and then. I, I mean, obviously, I love working with Benji, but I don't I don't lose any quality when I work with Ricky and I don't work with you. Like, she is awesome. I Absolutely. Mean, and it, it, it's all about the team. You know, I would never bring in anybody I, uh, I wouldn't trust – to train any of the clients. So I'm only going to bring in the best. Yeah, and she is small but mighty. And I, uh, she's off to Firefighting Academy. She is. Actually, she's almost finishing up with Fire Academy. I think she's got three more weekends, give or take. Um, and then from there, if any of you guys know about the fire industry, it's very competitive to get into. So, you know, at some point, her long-term goal is to become a full-time firefighter. Um, that being said, you know, firefighting communities, three to four days a week. Yeah. So she would still stay on at the gym in a part-time manner, which she's already expressed interest in doing. Um, that's definitely her passion. She enjoys it. So as long as it's the right setup, she's going to continue. So, well, and your your plan is to eventually, at your Redmond location, have multiple trainers doing multiple sessions. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Uh, at some point, you know, we'll probably have somewhere between 10 and 12 trainers, five to six in the morning and five to six at night. Awesome. Yeah, and it's it goes without saying, we have uh, quite a few female listeners we've been lucky to have. Uh, if that's something you're more comfortable with, that's another thing that Benji can offer you. Absolutely. So, very cool. Well, he Benji... can't offer any personality, but other than that, it's really good. <laughs> Benji, thank you so much for coming, and we really appreciate your support of Rain City Supercars, and we appreciate what you're you're doing to Dan and I physically, mentally, emotionally. Well, maybe not as much emotionally, but <laughs> we really thank you. Yeah, Benji, thanks for coming in. Uh, really appreciate having you as a guest, and I hope our listeners uh, come and take you up on their offer, getting their first visit free if they mention Rain City Supercars. You have to mention Rain City Supercars. It's not a choice. <laughs> All right, we will see you guys next time, and uh, don't forget to don't just get there, enjoy the drive.